The Arcane Dice Podcast presents This week on the Arcane Dice Podcast The heroes head towards the advisor's sanctuary but set off a glyph of warding ensuring their arrival won't be a surprise. Remember? Next Thursday is a brand new episode of Dungeon Crawl Legacy of the Mad Mage. All this and more on this week's episode. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy this episode of the Arcane Dice Podcast. gift shop is open. The Mutart has opened up again. I just read they uh, canceled K-Days again. The they who? did. Canceled K-Days. Well, I mean, yeah. the city did a big poll on it, like, last year, and, like, a lot of people polled against them not doing it, or, like, just doing a parade or fireworks, but, like, not the whole shebang. Which I'm sure like, Northlands wasn't a huge fan of, but... Yeah, I think them going ahead and doing Stampede as well as on a bigger scale the Olympics is foolhardy. I thought they were talking about canceling the Olympics, or are they still it's saying it's a go? They're I, they're I able to isolate all the that. athletes, so that's a bit of a different situation. You can literally isolate everybody there for two weeks prior to the the start. So then you've created a bubble. As long as nobody's leaving the bubble, except for like, you'd obviously have the caterers and stuff bringing in the food for the athletes, stuff like that. That's the yeah. only in out. It's not so bad, but I mean, when you're an athlete, you're basically isolated already. But uh, true, I just think it's the people are more worried about take. the amount of tourism it's going to be bringing. In. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say is like all of these like hotels and restaurants that went through all these like mass renovations and stuff like that in preparation for this is like they're going to be at a complete loss. Yeah, I think they should have just hit the bullet, canceled the Olympics completely, and just ran it again in Tokyo in 2024. Yes, it sucks for those athletes, but on a global scale for the pandemic, mm. let's make good decisions, people. I don't know. Decisions the thing are- is, they didn't need to. They didn't need to open up, but because people go to watch the events, if you lock down the events so they can only be viewed like by television, like televised, or via the internet, that solves that problem because nobody's going to Tokyo to fucking sit there and watch a fucking building. Oh. There's a reason for that. Uh, they Tokyo has an agreement with their uh, Olympics committee that they're not allowed to do that, or they have to take the full loss of all their ad revenue and stuff. And the city would be uh, the ones who had to pay for it, and they can't afford it right now. Nobody can afford to run an it's Olympics. Like, it's like a billion dollars to fucking run the Olympics, for fuck's sake. Oh, it's more Probably than more. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, it definitely uh, sure. outweighs the benefits. I mean, the Olympics are really cool. I really liked them. Oh, yay. I mean, it's great that the athletes get to do stuff, but I mean, everybody else capitalizing and, and making so much money off the people who aren't getting paid really anything and generally have to beg for money just to train... I mean, athletes get, like, a lot of opportunities as far as, like, sponsorships and stuff like that go. Some, 
athletes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also the opportunity to go and do, like, a lot of athletes, you you love your sport, right? And to, like, be able to do it and be, like, world-recognized. And, like, they cover, from what I was told when I was doing all of my qualification stuff, is, like, once you qualify, they pay for, like, your hotel and your flight and things like that. It's just everything oh, goes to qualifiers. Once you, you pay get for to your go, school. yeah, once you get to go to the Olympics, yeah, it's everything's covered. all expense paid, but mm-hmm. it's getting to go to the olympics like rosie mclennan who's you know the only back-to-back gold medal trampoline athlete since 2000 like she's profited maybe 10 grand 50 grand maybe for her last 18 years of her trampoline career versus like you know the hockey players you know dream team for basketball all that kind of stuff it's like hmm I really don't think you guys should be allowed to go to the Olympics because you guys are making millions upon millions of dollars in endorsements and even just your pay for, you know, the in the NHL. You really need to get to go to the Olympics and take that opportunity away from an amateur sport as opposed to you being a paid professional. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy about it. Yeah. That's why they pulled the, uh, the basketball, didn't they? Yeah, but they haven't done it for hockey. And are, are you telling me that Sidney Crosby needs to go to yet another Olympic Games to uh, hopefully get a gold medal for playing men's hockey when he's already a multi-multi-millionaire from Yeah, playing? but then you got to think oh. about, like, the women's team. Like, the women's team is not – what That's are they different. doing? That's a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah right? It's, really it's like, besides, like, women's hockey, but, like, can – at what point do you go, yeah, women's hockey can be in the Olympics, but men's hockey can't? No, no, no there'd still be men's hockey. hockey. It would just be amateur. Just pull from amateur. You can't be from, yeah, you can't be an NHL level or a, a playing for the NHL, right? You're not a professional fucking sports player. Yeah. But then, like, mm. you have to tread that line on professional because then you think about the gymnasts and stuff like that. A lot of them are instructors and coaches and stuff like that. Yeah, that's different. That's a very yeah. different thing. Yeah, yeah. See, those gymnasts. But it's your job. They're not pulling make... the coaches from the fucking NHL team to play hockey, fucking. Yeah. Those gymnasts aren't making millions of dollars a playing hockey or or playing gym. Uh, they don't get millions <laughs> and millions gym. of dollars in uh, gym branded sponsorships. Uh, they don't get Stone Biles probably makes a decent decent money through sponsorship and endorsements and all that kind of stuff. But she's one Olympic gymnast out of how yeah. many, you know, a couple of hundred that go to the Olympics and like I mean. It's only because it's the United States and all of the endorsements and money that they pump into all of their, you know, sports teams kind of thing. Yeah. Especially if you're gold medal winning, but the vast right. majority of gymnasts around the world don't make a living being a gymnast. That's fair. I don't know. I also had a friend who did the. Um, it was like the first year that they did it, the event with the uh, the snowboarding half pipe. And, mm-hmm. like, they quit their job and everything like that because they, they've already started making enough money based off of all of the sponsorships and shit like that. And they're like, I don't ever have to buy clothes again. Like, basically every, like, That's mountain resort and shit like that, they're like, yeah, I have never had to newer, pay. Yeah. Some of the newer sports and stuff like that, you know, like slope style and a lot of the, you know, the sort of more cool and trendy stuff that's come in. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, you know, endorsement money to be made, but... Again, like, I mean, I know one, two, three, four Olympic meddling athletes in trampoline, and 
none of them are swimming in money by any stretch. Because, uh, I mean, nobody wants to, to sponsor. Like, there's nobody who's going to sponsor, like Burton isn't going to sponsor an Olympic trampolinist, right? No, no. And that's the snowboarders get but that. why? They get that snowboard sponsorship, right? So they got the clothing lines, the helmets, the uh, the boards. Very cut yeah. You can get because... into like sports nutrition. Like, why isn't like a protein brand or like they progressive do. vegetables like sponsoring? It's and stuff like that. They sponsor a lot of the little guys. But they they go after they the sexy events. They want the they want the like you said. They're after these snowboarders now, and they it's yeah. all the new events. Women's that beach are... volleyball. And... Exactly right. <laughs> like it's all yeah. the, the yeah. Argumentatively speaking, like. Trampoline and like gymnast activities are very sexy words. Nothing. But they're traditional really. and they don't have the same influence in society, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you can have a, you could probably have a fencing guy who's like one of the best fit person in the world. I don't know. They're wearing those big suits and hats, right? But he's not going to get a protein bar sponsorship because <laughs> nobody sees his face no. and he's just poking somebody with a needle, right? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely, it's, it's, uh, not... it's interesting. Like Michael Phelps, oh God, he made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in endorsements, but your typical swimmer doesn't get that. Yeah. Like he's a one-off for sure. He's American, They also, right? so swimmers American don't have companies. a lot of opportunities to wear sponsorship branding either. Well, there's a right? little spot budget, no, sure. right? Yeah. yeah they, they don't, they don't they got the wear swim a cap lot. and the <laughs> Speedo. Right? Yeah. Oh my god, Jesse. What did he say? I think he said something about a Fig Newton sponsor. Yeah, he's like talking about the NASCAR Fig Newton sponsor. Oh, hey, now NASCAR is totally different, right? That oh, is, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that is 74 million rednecks just watching somebody turn left for three hours. <laughs> yeah. He's making a left turn. Again. He's making a left turn. Here we come into the this left one turn. Making a left turn is moving faster than the other people making left turns. Right? I and like to go fast. I, I don't know. I don't I have no idea how much it costs. You're not to, first or uh, last. To to get into a NASCAR race, but I mean I'm sure it's a lot cheaper just to buy a six pack and sit on the side of the road and watch traffic. And probably more entertaining. Depending just on do it in a traffic circle. Make bets. Oh, they're traffic circles. Those are disappearing. Oh, you didn't wasn't that, uh, was it here in Leduc? Did you hear about that traffic circle fucking road rage? Oh, yeah. I think no, I saw it. I did it's not. fucking glorious. What happened? So, you don't see any of the story before because it's just, uh, the video they have is of a car following behind one of the vehicles involved in this incident. There's a big, like, a F-250 basically uh, parked at a traffic circle waiting to enter, and this little SUV, like a Ford Escape or something, comes ripping up beside him rolls his window down, leans out his window, like curses at the window, shaking his fist, and then like punches the guy's mirror twice, the big truck guy's fucking mirror twice. And then he tries to like rip in front of this truck guy to get in the traffic circle. Well, truck guy apparently decides that, you know what, fuck your fucking vehicle, and just gives it to him, fucking drives his truck into the side of this SUV, pushes it out of the way kind of thing. Then they both stop, get out of their vehicle. There's a uh, another confrontation, shouting, swearing, blah, blah, blah. And I think the guy gets in his vehicle again and tries to drive away and the truck guy like hits him again, like rear ends the fucking and takes like the rear bumper off that you can tell the front left tire on the, the car is just like fucked. Like it's coming off the axle. Like, it is fucking 
And they both got charged. They've both been charged with fucking dangerous driving, fucking, and I can't remember what else, fucking. Shit. I mean, I had to go report um, my accident here for my auto body stuff or when the person hit my parked car. And, like, the people beside us, it was fucking hilarious listening because the cop was talking to them. They're like, you're in a four-car accident. Why did you leave? Because I think, like, he said something along the lines of, like, you left your vehicle there. Like, we knew who you were. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, people panic. Yeah. Sometimes it's le- just le- legitimate. Some people just cannot handle stress, right? Yeah. Oh, man. But I don't think that's, that guy fully understood what was going on with the cop that was talking to him. No, because, yeah, he, the cop was talking to him. And it was like, do you have any other warrants out for your arrest? And the guy was like. Oh. Any other? Yeah. <laughs> Additional. All right. Let's. Uh, uh, should we do this? We should do this. Ah, uh, so where did we leave off last week? You guys had rescued the miners. Yep. Uh, convinced the guards. Uh, you ambushed the guards, killed them off pretty quickly by locking them in the room with the lizards. You I guys was rolling had intimidation checks like a mofo. Oh, you were killing it! Yeah, you were. You took charge of that uh, so well. Uh, you had armed. You will respect my authority. And started uh, marching them back up the tower before <laughs> you guys uh, were going to head towards uh, the advisors' chambers, the other locked door. Uh, with the light through it. I think we left off with me saying if anybody needs a long rest I'm down with it. But if not we can carry on. And Dusha started rumbling towards the door. Alright. You know I would not be opposed to a long rest because I would like to meditate. (laughs) On what? Where would you try to take a long rest? Uh, I want to get my tranquility back up. I mean, we could technically take one in the room we found the gnome. That's so. That's the only ability that you've lost so far, and we're probably going into a big old fight with something. Yeah, like I'm out of. Uh, I got one. Violence left. is not always the answer. Uh, no, violence is the answer. Uh, no, no, violence, violence is the is question. Never yes, is the answer. It is yeah. always demanded. I've been doing just fine. I demand trial by combat. I've got I've got <laughs> one rage left. I'm out of my luckies. Uh, and I've only got an inspiration to go. I'm lucky because on short rests I get my fucking uh, my uh, shapeshift back. Ooh, that is very lucky. Yeah, because I'm I'm almost out of spell slots. Yeah, I've got some second level spells. I've got some fourth level spells and I have a fifth level spell. (laughs) It's been a while. Our problem is if we rest now with all the chaos we've sowed down here and with all the stuff that we've done, somebody's going to notice, right? That's an eight hour period that nobody's mining, nobody's delivering fucking gold fucking shit's getting figured out and found. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of locked into a fucking thing here now. Yeah. But if we took all the helmets, and pickaxes, and spread them out in front of the lake. It would just look like the uh, the lake rails ate them. 
Grix, Grix. Right. Yeah, that's an idea. Huh. Huh? You you really want to try? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 man, I'm good. He's got a plan. I mean, that was... It was a good clever. plan. It was. I mean, it's a known, obvious problem. I don't know if they call it a problem because they seem to enjoy doing it, so. It's a known, uh, obvious uh, solution. <laughs> but, uh, no, let's, uh, let's go mess shit up. All right, mess shit up it is. Could we, uh, could we possibly, uh, try and get the dragons out of their, or their uh, lizards out of their lair and sort of like shoo them into the uh, advisor's room and or back up the tunnel system kind of thing and pin the whole debacle on, on them? I feel like the advisor would almost appreciate that more because then he'd have more access to crystals that have been replenished given the amount of life force that those things have partook in. Mm. True. Fresh life. They weren't getting the, the dredges that they had before, those poor people who were almost drained dry. Yeah, they've had an entire giant squid now at this point. Well, they had the giant squid, and then they also had, what like was it, six seven guards. or eight guards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, dwarves aren't big, but they're hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of life force. They're yeah. meaty. meaty. They're meaty. Filling. Very, very filling. Very, very filling. Yeah. There's it's a like lot. a Guinness, so right? Here. I hear a couple different plans here. So should we take a vote on what you guys would like to do? Uh, let's uh, let's just uh, – I'm, I'm with Dusha. <laughs> and uh, let's – Gallic is uh, – Stormbear is just all ready to uh, get in there and mess shit up. All right. Mess shit up seems to be the uh, the consensus here. Let's let's keep rolling. I'm I'm doing pretty good as far as health and all of that kind of jazz. So I don't need a long rest by any means. So yeah, when you stand up, lob crossbow bolts at people like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, how dare you play smart? I mean, exactly. I have used up all my hit dice, but I'm <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm kind of topped up. All right. You walk around the edge of the lake, making your way to the other closed door with the light coming through it. As you reach the door, you immediately notice an arcane rune carved into the door frame. Uh, The plain wooden door uh, has a handle, but no latch, so it doesn't look like it's locked. What is the rune? Yeah. You can roll me an arcana check, please. <laughs> she could. I probably can't. Just do it. I want to hear what happens here. Ooh, 17. Oh. Oh, okay. Not that dice. It's just like one of those symbols that you see that you know means danger. Well, my arcana check with my modifier. Are you ready? I am 20. ready. I'm it's so ready. 26. God fucking damn it. You immediately <laughs> recognize. Uh, as a glyph of warding and a pretty powerful one at that. 
Hmm. Warding, warding for what? Like. Touch door, and if you're not the right person, it'll do bad things to you. Okay, so don't touch the door. Oh, where's um, Major Otto von Klein when we need him? Do you have you Come have on. you announced that this is that, that you you see this and this is what this thing says? Ollie, Ollie do you want to tell the group? Oh yeah, I'll communicate. I'll be like, don't touch it. Mm mm. Uh, you're gonna hear in your head. Is it only outside of door or inside of door? That's a good question. Can I tell that based off of this rune, or it's just like, don't fucking touch? Well, the history of arcane ruins, do they normally just stop the door from opening entirely, or is it to prevent somebody from opening it from the outside? You know what I mean? Ooh, interesting. Uh, because you rolled so well, uh, this arcane rune is keyed to the door itself. If someone were to touch the door that doesn't have permission to, the rune would activate. Is there a way that I remember that I could modify the rune enough to make it null? While she's thinking about all this stuff, the giant yep. rock elemental turns around and goes back towards the lizard room. Alright, you go back towards the lizard room. Uh, Ollie, you would need the original spell book of whoever made this to do that. Otherwise, you could try to dispel it with dispel magic. And now, is it part of the stuff that I yoinked from the library? No. Would the ward go off? Would the would the ward go off if I exploded the door? Uh, yes. probably. But I didn't touch it. That's touching uh, it. The ward would still go off. What if I had something like the Ring of the Ram, which uh, does a uh, force damage, Ooh. right? If you were to, like, break the door, the rune itself would probably go off, but at least you'd be far enough back that it might not happen. And, Dusha, you will arrive dragging the corpse of the body. Uh, the corpse of the dwarf. <laughs> the corpse of the body. Two of them. All right, well, let's, let's try your thing first. Throw throw the dwarf at the door. And right, see if it goes off. we're going to do a little more dwarf tossing. And if that uh, how far work, back do you guys stand? I'm going to go back... 60 feet? I've got a strength modifier plus 5, so... I am going to try and barricade myself with something. Uh, I am going to... go down any of the other doorways, and that looks like it would probably be the safest place. Here's here's My what I'm gonna do. Too. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go up so I'm close enough to the door, and I'm holding the dwarf body up. And then I'm going to make sure that it's basically gonna fall forward, and then I'm just gonna melt into the ground. Oh, very clever. Yes. <laughs> uh, there is also the stairs uh, that can lead you up and away from this door. You'd actually be the furthest away you could be if you were on the stairs. Yeah, but I'd have to run to the stairs. That's not. Oh, I meant for other people. Oh, okay. They wanted to hide. We we <laughs> want to be at least sixty feet away, or or maybe in the dragon lizard room. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so at a minimum, you got if you guys want, you can all move sixty feet away, either to the lizard room or to the stairs or back down the hallway, uh, where the gnome's laboratory was. Either of those locations is a safe place. Right. Right. 
Okay, toss your dwarf, Dusha. One sec, one sec. Well, it's more of just a tilt. Lost it. Okay, continue. I thought I was going to sneeze. I did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you balance him up, and you gave that little tip forward. You melt into the ground, uh, and the dwarf touches the door. And after uh, like a two-second count, uh, the door erupts in a massive explosion that rocks the uh, the ground around you, causing some of the debris from the ceiling to fall and crash into the lake. Uh, and as the dust settles, you guys are all far enough away. As the dust settles, you can see that the whole hallway leading down this area has been filled in with uh, debris. That's not cool. And douchey, you like pop pop your little rock head up, and you just yeah, you see rubble. Whoops. <laughs> stairs. <laughs> well, we can't take the stairs. Uh, how much, this is a how different much? set of stairs. This isn't the same set of stairs we came down. This is a different set yeah, of stairs. Yeah, no, same set of stairs. This is yeah. You're still in the lake room. Yeah, we're this is uh, man. Yeah, this is the fourth door in the lake room. Uh, how much rubble are we talking here? Would I, as a dwarf, know if it's, like, super un- unstable and whatnot? No. As a dwarf, you may make me an investigation check with advantage. Investigation. Oh, I think you actually have a dwarf thing already, don't you? Where you like Yeah, you about rock and stuff like that. Yeah, do that. Do that. Um, where's my personality trait? Um, mountain dwarf, um... Yeah, I'm considered proficient, and I add double my proficiency bonus to the check. It's just my normal. <laughs> um, Give me an so. investigation check. Add that proficiency bonus. <clears throat> so I rolled a 10. My investigation is only plus one, but my proficiency is plus four. So 10 plus eight plus one, 19 total. Uh, yeah, you look over the rubble, uh, and using your superior dwarf knowledge, you're able to deduce that, um, if you had the slaves or like, if you guys worked around the clock, you might be able to dig through this in a few hours. Okay. Um... And I'm willing to bet the entire Dwarven complex now knows where we are. That is a good bet. That explosion was heard from quite a ways away. Yeah. Now, here's the good news. That was a different dwarf that touched it. So he's maybe not fully vaporized, but he's definitely been fucking splattered across the thing. So it looks like it's one of their own. Made a mistake. It looks like it's worked. So we can still use this to our advantage. How long would it take me to chew through it with the shatter axe? Ooh, I would say you could cut the time in half. Still a couple of hours. So, you said that there was a like a door latch, right? No, there was no latch on the door. There's not just a, a door. Yeah. Door is gone. So what if I? Okay, so the door is gone. 
it's been obliterated up. and filled in with debris. Yeah. Can I air punch and see if that moves anything? <laughs> Not really. Fuck. If you worked at it for a few hours. I just need that visual now. I don't think you can air bend your way out. Just like punch air punch you. at it, just a whole bunch of dust cuts, um, flows back up into my face. Well, I'll uh, I will start swinging away with my battle axe. All right. Uh, every blow, rocks shatter back. Uh, smoke billows out. Sand from the obliterated stone sprays the area, uh, and you can start making some headway uh, into this hallway. Excellent. And he'll do it. He'll just go to uh, he's just grab the axe. He's like, I'll swing. You guys clean. Won't be long now. All right. Uh, yeah, you start burrowing through. Uh, Dusha, being the only one who could easily get through, did you want to scout ahead? Do I? I don't know, dude. Be right back. All right, you can. I feel like Glenn's setting you up for something. Yeah. Oh, party. What? Damn you, Glenn. Never, what? He's railroading <laughs> me. That never happens. <laughs> you earthbend your way through the rubble, uh, hearing the pounding echoes of Shatterax on the stones behind you. <laughs> Give me a second. See, he's looking up his monsters. He's looking up something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I am not. I would, I would do no such thing. No, no, never. No, no. All, All right. Good. You earthbend your way through, hearing the, the booms of Shatterax. And after about 40 feet or so, you come to what you feel like is the wall, the end of the rubble. And as you begin to meld your face through, you can see beyond... Uh, and just be, uh, roll me a stealth check. Let's see how uh, well you blend in. Or do, does the stone elemental have a natural camouflage where like, you're not discernible from rock? Well, when I'm burrowing through, you can't even tell I'm there. It's without the disturbing the material, so. Yeah, I meant like when you had to like come out the other side to see. It, it doesn't say anything about noise for that, no, there's, so. There's and no I, way I, you can camouflage a head coming out of a rock. Well, yeah, but my head would just look like a boulder that was there a minute before that wasn't there a minute before. You know what I mean? All right. No, you're literally so going to look like your a boulder-shaped head. <laughs> your boulder-shaped head sticks through, uh, and you begin to see beyond. And beyond looks like a little staging room, kind of like a, like a front foyer into a house. Uh, but to your left and right, you can see arrow slits in the wall and the glint of heads on crossbow bolts sticking through. Uh, beyond that, you can see a small uh, wall of shield dwarves creating a barricade, watching through the rubble uh, for whatever might come through this. To either side, you can see um, what look to be uh, dwarven priests, like the ones you've seen walking around uh, up in the city proper, uh, watching over the group and starting an incantation for a spell. They do not seem to notice you. <laughs> you say that. Um, Are there I'm less going than to... 50? What's that? Are there less than 50? 
Uh, can't yeah, count that less. high. <laughs> oh, we've got this, guys. I, I still don't believe that you can count that high, Stormy. I know my letters and numbers. <laughs> Those letters and numbers, that's right. I'm going to relay this back to, well, I guess Ollie, since uh, Stormy's busy fucking chopping at rock and probably singing a song as he does so. Uh, Ollie, there is ambush a bolt, I say, 40 feet through stone. They have room set for ambush with many crossbow and priest looking to trap and kill. What should we do? Here's an idea. What if I just catch up smack the wand of programmed illusion at like a wall or the floor in front of us? So like from the direction that they're coming. They're I'm going to do coming. that. They're sitting in an ambush. They're sitting in ambush. Yes, they're waiting for you guys to get through that stone. I'm not a tactician, but I'm good at reading things. You have two other people that you can talk to there. You could always ask for advice, duh. I'm a little busy here canting. Maybe you don't know your numbers. Then how would I count? Do you make no sense? She's still busy counting. Uh, I invite you to this conversation. No, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to like. It goes Holy. to everybody, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's one person at a time, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, go talk to, go talk to Mator. He may know this area, or he'll understand what they they are attempting to do right now with the ambush. Besides, just sitting on the other side, waiting for us to be exhausted and come through. Yeah. <laughs> Dusha, as you sit and watch, you begin to see the clerics uh, complete some of their spells, and uh, spectral dwarves begin to raise from the ground and take up positions uh, in the hallway. Oh, they have ghosts for mortar to ghost punch. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Are there still less than 50? There are still less than 50. We got this. We got this. If somebody let Stormbearer know, he can start chopping faster so we can get there quicker. I don't think that's how that works. I think it is. The faster you chop, the further you go. Does he relay that they're bringing up, like, ghost dwarves? I just did. Yeah. Okay, but you said that they were chanting. <laughs> no, I said they bring up ghost or that the motor can punch. Okay. Yeah. Um, in, kind of ghost well, yeah, know. that, but that was post-conversation with me, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, in my notes that I liberated for a different source, um, mm -hmm. does it get into how this is done? No, this is a cleric thing. Mortar, no. You just what gotta believe. Who's He's also a different cleric, though. Yeah. Mm. He's not one of the dwarven gods. Cleric? These are dwarven god cloak. 
<gasps> I know, but Mortor isn't. So is, it might not be a spell. Is in same, or no? He is in same pantheon. He understand. Well, is Mortor so I'm not sure he understand, but <laughs> knowledge so base is guys, there. You know, as they resuscitate, like, is this something that means that they're close and maybe beloved by their gods? I don't think so. If this is an ability that they have, are this we really having a theological discussion on that? <laughs> <laughs> Only think- Ollie in the middle of a tactical fucking positioning. We're going into theology here. Do you uh, think their god would be mad if I killed them? I don't think they would die. They would just go back to their realm. Do you think their god would be mad if I smacked them around a little bit? Nah, you're Probably. fine. You're good. They're, they're pretty passive about this sort of thing. No, As Dusha's is getting nowhere with Ollie trying to convince her to go to or him to go talk to to Mathor. <laughs> Stormy. Oh, you wanted me to talk to Mathor? No, who else would I start talking to you? I thought you were gonna talk to Mathor. I can't talk to Mathor. He doesn't have a stone. My charisma's a minus one. <laughs> but what's your intelligence? I will go talk to Mathor. I don't understand social situations. <laughs> it is literally one of my flaws. <laughs> I bet you took that as a flaw because it's just who you are. <laughs> just. <laughs> I will go confer this information to Mator. All right, Mator, you hear about them summoning uh, spectral dwarves to help defend. Uh, this is something that you've heard throughout um, epic tales when dwarven cities have been under attack. The the ancestors have been called to help protect. Are they relaying that back to me? Yeah, I can do that. Is there like a speakerphone function on these ears? No, unfortunately there is not. Yet. One second. It's just one way. Or two way. Just you and I. Or you and Stormy. Or Stormy and you. Or Stormy and I. Or Stormy and Mortor. I'll do it like drive through menu style. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Mator will give me a response, and I'll be like, okay, one second. Ba, 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 ba. And what else? Okay, well, when you say that to me, Dusha comes back to you. Does Mator think that he can convince Ghost to fight for us instead of fight for them? Good question. This this advisor is not a dwarf. The, the dwarves who are protecting him right now, they're not following proper what is supposed to be dwarven ways maybe we can use this they, i don't think the ghosts would be following the advisor the ghosts would be doing whatever the clerics are directing it to do and the clerics definitely are dwarven but you just say that these are called in times of great need for a dwarven nation these dwarves are not fighting for dwarven nation um, they're fighting so Mantor, advisor throw me a religion check if you want i believe in you Mator. you can do this well, that was a 12, and my religion is... <laughs> a negative one, 3. So, 13. Alright. 13. You remember an old tale that uh, was told around dwarven circles. Like, kind of like bedtime stories. And 
several dwarven churches were tricked by an evil deity and these spectral dwarves your ancestors were called called forth by those uh, misguided clerics and used to assault the city but um the story goes that another dwarf uh cleric who hadn't been corrupted was able to connect to those spirits and convince them uh to like not fight for the ones who had summoned them but in fact for the greater good of dwarves kind so you think it is possible all right uh, I <laughs> no pressure <yeah>. though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but from the story you think it would probably have to be more tour to do it being the only cleric uh dwarf in the party well that's just what we need i mean this is uh you guys are having this big theological tactical discussion and, and Stormbearer doesn't even know what's coming up yet yeah you got 40 feet of rock to cut through man don't worry There'll be it time. Won't, it won't take long. <laughs> they don't want to distract you. It won't take long. Have you ever actually done any mining? No, man. I like, I, I like, live in the 21st century. I live in the 21st century, too, and I've still gone out with a fucking pickaxe and fucking picked at rock. It ain't fucking going the way you think it's going. Even with an axe that does double the damage, it still ain't fucking... Uh, yeah, Wait. it does cut your time in half, so it will take you about two hours to cut through this. I want to know the situation where you, like, casually just had a pickaxe where, like, I'm going to go break up some stone. I was a rock hound with my grandfather. We used to go search for things like jade out in BC and Alberta. We'd go out and look for iron deposits, things like that. See, it ain't easy. Stormbearer every has an advantage has you don't. just a weird story every time we record. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, the one's just gone off and done something <laughs> out of the ordinary. Stormbearer <laughs> has these beautiful guns. Just this, this massive arms of muscle. He's got this. That, that's that's great. I'm, I'm, that, that's I'm yeah, It'll okay. take, you, take you two hours to get through. 40 feet of rock? Floor. That's like breakfast for Stormbearer. It's a nice warm up to the day. Yeah, he's just—he's just warming up. He's uh, Dusha. As you continue watching, uh, a figure strolls into your view from one of the side rooms. Uh, this little foyer area opens up to two rooms to either side. He comes in from the right hand side. Uh, tall figure, way too tall to be a dwarf. Thin, dressed in all red and gold robes. Uh, hood pulled up so you can't see his face and he doesn't look like he's actually taking steps he looks like he's just gliding a few inches from the floor and he makes his way into the room and he looks around uh, and each of the dwarves kind of gets a glazed look on their face for a moment and then a couple of them begin nodding and the figure glides off to the left hand door and passes through this guy's been I, I we are, well, obviously fairly certain that's the advisor with the psychic capability, all that sort of stuff that I'm seeing here. Can I make a perception that he's, you know, if there's an illusion over top of him that he's pushing? If you're going to perceive anything, check to see if he's wearing uh, Elven Healy Wheelies. 
you can roll any intelligence check for a He's just gliding around. He's got those little wheels in the heels. All those. That was the worst description I've ever heard of those things. Elvin Healy Healy's Healy Wheelies. They're a good time. You said intelligence or investigation? Uh, intelligence to check for illusions. I mean, if he's like hovering, wouldn't you think it'd be like a hoverboard more than like Healy's? Oh, come on, <laughs> hoverboards don't exist. They will never exist. I'm talking about like the hoverboards that came out like five years ago. Do you not remember yes. those? Like everyone had them and some of them like were exploding and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Those this little two wheelie things. Yeah. yeah. It's not a hoverboard. It drives me insane that they call it that, but. No, no, it very much had wheels. <laughs> Alright, what was the... Shit, I forgot what I... Intelligence? Intelligence. I gotta reroll. I fucking totally forgot what I fucking even rolled. Alright, uh, intelligence check. Uh, only get a plus one, so... 17 plus one, uh, tw- 18. Ooh, that is just enough. Yeah, that was a DC 17. Uh, you will see through the illusion... And roll me an arcana check, please. Shit. <laughs> Keep picking that absolute word. Oh, that's only a 13. Uh, arcana is a plus one, so 14. 14. Uh, so you're not going to recognize the spell, but you will see through the illusion. And it looks as though uh, the creature underneath is a thin gold wire construct uh, in a vaguely humanoid shape, like a tall humanoid. I'm going to relay all this to Ollie to see if she's familiar with anything like this. Ollie, roll me an arcana check, please. Yes, sir. I I think I see advisor. He is is weird. He he portray uh, face front or fake front. Fake face. So it was an arcana check? Yes. Yes. I rolled a natural 20, but with my modifier, it is a 31. Oh yeah. Do I know? <laughs> oh, you have, oh yeah. You know. Uh this is a simulacrum. What is a simulacrum? It's a copy. It's a almost a clone. Mm. It is a clone of uh well the advisor. Uh and the advisor is chosen to have this gold wire frame as the base and then he has formed the illusion of himself over it. This will have almost all of the same abilities and attributes of the original copy, so of the advisor. It just um, means we got to kick his ass twice. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but they can't uh, learn or or grow like a normal thing would. It is always just going to be a copy of when the advisor made it. It's like photocopy. No new information in the Yeah, and it's a ridiculously powerful spell. Okay, so it's a spell. Is there any way to, like, dissipate the spell? Like, can somebody just literally cast, like, not detect magic? We need a very powerful spell spell magic. Dispel Sonoracrum? Well, just dispel magic, then I don't think it's... So if it's maintained for, like, a spell, like, does it still, like, remain lifelike as long as the spell or the caster is okay or is this one of the ones that like it can take damage and die just like it can take take damage and die die. okay it is Um, but because you rolled so well uh you'll know that even if you were to kill the real advisor this one would continue on guys 
what if we just kill the real advisor, leave the thing puppet? Why would we leave puppet? Yeah, because then both. the puppet can write things with the Dorvan people. Kill the no. advisor, have this one publicly leave and say that the king is back in charge so all those who are loyal to the advisor currently either go with the fake or return to the rightful Dorvan king. No, these are a bad thing. They need to die. You cannot let it walk away. This Look thing will do... This thing will do and act as the advisor would. So if the actual advisor died, this thing would just take over and continue doing what it was doing. But it can't actually learn anything. So, like, unless... No, but it has millennia, like, centuries of knowledge still. Mm, Fair. It's like, it it can't learn in the sense that you can't sit there and say, you know what, this is a bad idea, and here are the reasons why. And it would be like, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, no, that's shitty. Why am I doing this? It's not going to learn like that. It'll have all the same predispositions. Like, it can't... What I mean by it can't learn is, like, it can't get stronger. It can't level up. It couldn't learn, like, a new spell or anything like that. It just stays as it is when it was made. So right now, it's a 20th level wizard. It's like factory robot. It make car pieces. It cannot learn how to make other stuff without... Okay, I just gotta ask, has somebody got an alarm going off? Nope. No, nope. no I don't hear anything either. I'm guessing that's you then, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Give me a second. I think Ollie was just trying to get that thing to walk away so that Ollie could go and garner all the knowledge from that. <laughs> I know you're trying to become a fucking I was trying to find the most passive route. Killing one person is better than killing like a whole fucking bunch of people. Technically, Similcrum is not person. Stormbearer would disagree. That's why I said kill the advisor and leave the copy. You're killing the person and not the person then. You make no sense. Stormbearer would like to kill them all. We have like one very passive Goliath and like another very bloodthirsty Goliath on our team. He doesn't actually drink the Ying blood, he just yang. kills people. Like, he drinks from Skull of Enemy? Yes, but that would be wine. But it has to be cleaned out with something. Wine. Um, how long are you going to sit here and watch for? Uh, I am going to settle into the floor, so I, my head will slowly fucking creep back under, and I'm just going to use my tremor sense to keep track of what's going on between Stormy chopping his way through and what these guys are doing. And uh, when I had my head up, I want to look for a spot that nobody seems to be focused on. There's like yeah, no there's attention. Some- there's some sections behind them that they're not paying attention. Like you could go behind um, the shield wall and uh, the priest, and they wouldn't know that you were there. Now, are you going to stop me before I break through? The yes, <clears throat> I let you know. Okay. Okay. I mean, they already know we're here. 
Like that is that was that's already obvious with the explosion. Duh. Yeah. Um so Dusha, when you go to the back of the room and look towards, you can make out the two walls uh that come out from the doorway. Uh, where the arrow slits are, and it's just a wall and then uh, an opening uh, that the dwarves are hiding behind. And you can see about uh, four to either side with crossbows pointed, uh, aiming into this little hallway through the, the, the debris. How wide is this hallway? Uh, about 15 feet across. <laughs> and as a large creature, I take up 10 of that, correct? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. How tall is this hallway? Uh, ten feet tall. Short and wide. Gonna be hit. <laughs> Gonna be hit my head on the roof. I think you could actually just phase your the top of your head through. Yeah, I could, but <laughs> that's weird. At least they're <laughs> still fit. Um. So, Stormberry, you continue hacking away. That means Ollie and uh, Mator, you are able to take short rests while waiting here. Ha! <laughs> uh, stormy. I what I need is a rest. long rest. You're not Unfortunately, it would only take two hours to get through this, and that's not enough time for a long rest. I... I... There's no point for a short rest for me anymore. I've I've already used up all my hit dice in the last short rest, so. Yeah. Stormy, I have a potion of healing. Do you need it? Uh, we'll wait. Okay. And I'm only short a little bit, so. Uh... Well, if we're gonna take a Ooh, short rest, I might. I'm... I might steal that from you. I'm down uh, six hit points, I think. Yeah, take it. It's yours. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> I don't need it. <clears throat> I was teasing. I can literally heal myself. So, um, um I'm gonna sit down, start cataloging these events. All right, sounds good. I'm going uh, to. And need... Matt Tor, what do you want to do? Sorry. Uh, uh, Matt Tor, what do you want to do while you wait? I'm just gonna hang, chill. Okay. I don't have anything that I need to do or, or prep or, or what have you. Um, would I be able to um, replenish my crossbow bolts from any of the stores that we've kind of yes. rummaged yeah, there through? there would be enough. You would find it on some of the dead guards. Uh, you can restock your bolts. Okay. I will do that. Along with each of them has two light axes and a dagger if you wanted to have something small for throwing. Gotcha. It'd be really small. It'd be small for me. Maybe regular size for you. I don't know. As uh, as Stormy gets uh, deeper and deeper into the rock and clearing a path big enough for them to get through, um, I'm going to shift back through the stone, um, popping up in amongst them. And then I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull my sick cat again, and I'm going to cough a, a bolt, a crossbow okay. bolt. All right. Very expensive crossbow bolt. <laughs> and I'm going to give it to uh, uh, to Mator. Okay. 
Is that one of my poison? Which one is this? It's the bolt of thunder wave. Oh. Oh. Nice. It's just it's just one bolt. <laughs> how many do you want of this? One, but... <laughs> no, I'm just it's trying nice to, to figure out how I'm going to put it in. These uh, are fucking expensive, man. <laughs> how I'm going to put it in my in my gear stuff. So it's one thunderbolt. It's a bolt of thunder wave. It will cast the spell thunder wave when fired. When it impacts, it will cast Thunder Thunder Wave. What's damage on Thunder Wave? Well, hold on a oh, second. Yeah, oh, we got okay. spell. I think I've got the spell. Hold on a second. It's basically what it'll do is cause a giant fucking shockwave, and it'll blow stuff out of the way. So this will be your way to finish uh, the job. So, uh, All right, so a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw on a failed save. A creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. So... Basically, you can blow the last like five feet. You can turn it into a, essentially a claymore, and blow it back into that room towards all those dwarves who are shield walling and stuff. Ooh. That's clever. So too. You want me to use it? You want me to use this thing when we're when Stormy's almost through? Just when you're ready to breach. It? Yes. <clears throat> okay. So I break through. You shoot. No, no, we... you don't break through. We leave the last little bit. And he shoots, and it blows that last little bit into the room. Creates yeah, I'll give you guys uh, advantage for one round, causing a, a surprise in them. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> clever. All right, uh, Dusha, after about half an hour or so of watching uh, and bringing back the bolt, uh, you see the hooded figure that you recognize as the simulacrum. Uh float his way out. He lifts up one hand. You can see his... Uh, now that you know it's an illusion, you can see through the illusion. So you see the uh, the wire fingers, the gold wire fingers stick up, and a little magic ball rises off of his hand, and it starts moving towards the the hallway where the debris is filled in, and just as it's about to go through the wall, uh, it vanishes invisible uh, before passing through. There's something coming your way. Look out. It's a sneeze from Glenn. Ooh. See, this is why we should never tell the Dungeon Master our plans, because he will just fuck them in the ass every time. <laughs> no, I had this plan before. Every uh, time. As you're warned that something is coming through, you each, or I assume uh, Stormbear being the one in the tunnel, what would you like to do? Uh, that's a, that's an easy one because uh, we know what's going to happen and we know it's coming along. Oh, man, I don't know. I was going to the say... Blade Blast Fireball? <laughs> I was going to say Rage. Um, but I don't know how much... I'd say we... just duck, dodge, deek, dive and dodge. Dive, dive, dive and dodge, yeah, because... Uh, I have no idea what's coming, so I am going to... Uh, get back. I tell you, get back. Get away from... There's something coming through. It's small, but looks like it dangerous. I will take the dodge action. 
Oh, very nice. Good. That increases your AC, or they have disadvantage on you. Uh, I can't remember. Let me, let me scroll down to the bottom of my sheet. They usually have all the whatevers here. Uh, attack rolls from attackers you can see have disadvantage, and you have advantage on deck saving throws until the start of your next turn. Or you oh, very have... nice. All right. Yeah, so I just get that uh, disadvantage because this may be a scene attack. I have advantage already, so but they get the disadvantage. All right. You take a step back. You prep the dodge action, ready to move. Right. Uh, Mator and Ollie, what do you want to do as Dusha gives the warning that something is coming through the uh, tunnel? Uh, I'll scramble back out of the tunnel so that I've got a little bit more movement and, uh, and running room if need be. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were kind of like in a doorway to block ourselves from rubble anyways, were we not? Yeah, you can stay there if you want. That's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> kind of lurk in the doorway a little bit, try and get my, my sneakiness on. I'm gonna, like, hold my breath, like, stay still. I feel so alone. <laughs> you got Matt Tor back. Uh, you tense up, and you wait, and six seconds goes by, 12 seconds goes by, 30 seconds goes by. And nothing has made its way through the stone. A minute goes by, nothing makes its way through the stone. Dusha! 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 <laughs> you said something was coming. Nothing has come. Yeah, You're cutting into my, 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 my slashing time. I could have been through the wall by now. Can... I'm going to move closer to where I saw it enter the wall, and I want to use my tremor sense to see if I feel anything, if that thing's putting out any kind of energy, if I can fucking pick up the vibrations from it. Uh, I will take uh, a check for this. Um, trying to just think of what it might be. Uh, give me perception. Yeah, perception. It's 15. Uh, perception's a plus 6, so 21. 21. You don't feel it in the wall. Your guess is that whatever it was has made its way through. Is is possibly invisible. Use <laughs> use your senses. Look look hard. Maybe he watch you. Maybe it is I instead of uh, damage mu's uh, magic. Maybe he he's just viewing you. Uh... Look around for unusual things. I'm gonna look back at the or I'm gonna go back to my position and pop my head back out and look at what the Simulcrum's doing. Uh, so, uh, he has conjured another uh, one of those magic balls in front of him and through that ball you can see um the view of Stormbearer standing at the ready matcor <laughs> at the outside of the walkway uh and uh, a bit of the lake room you won't be able to see ollie because ollie's back at uh, one of the other doorways so whatever it looks like an invisible magic ball is being used as a sensor uh, to see is invisible eye watching you a stormy and i'm gonna try to guide him to swing at it <laughs> oh my god yes okay i'm gonna need okay how am i gonna do this stormy chasing it. a mosquito uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm remote yeah, controlling awesome. him left no your other left go three feet go up all right so because this is going to be communication and dexterity i need douche to make a charisma check and 
Stormbearer, yeah. make me a dex check. <laughs> I rolled an 18. Uh, charisma. Oh, I got acid. That's not bad. I get a plus two, so that's a not natural 20 for me. Oh, that's a 20. All right. He is directing you to know exactly where you need to swing. Stormbearer, I just need a successful dex check. Uh, just a check, not a save, right? None of them matters because they're the same. And uh, Super Eagle dexterity fucking re uh, reflexes and hit this motherfucker. Split him right, with your axe. Right back into my dice bowl there, so it's gonna... Come on, fuck it. <laughs> uh, 14 plus 3, so 17. Listening to Dusha's instructions, you get a good sense of where to line up to and with a quick back swing, you are able to clip the magic circle, or the, ma or the magic ball, sorry. Uh, you hear a little poof and like a sh glass shatter as uh, sparkly powder begins to fall to the ground as your axe bursts uh, the little ball. And Dusha, you will see from your end, the magic ball on this side shatter into the same dust that Stormbearer just saw. And the simulacrum look up calmly and float off back through the room or through the doorway that he came in. Oh, yeah, we're kicking his ass. <laughs> well, he was viewing remotely, so are we. <laughs> he is running scared. Spy I love that you guys are both using the same tactics in just a different way. <laughs> Spying on me like a little pervert? <laughs> Maybe his name is Tom. We don't know. We, we realize that since I'm a Goliath, that thing was probably ball height. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was a home run for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the thing is that Simulcrum thinks that Stormy can see invisible things, too. That is true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a machine. I'm, I'm here to kick ass. I, I don't hey, even need... Do they have any Earth elementals on the other side waiting to... Uh... Do battle like the Don't other guys. Don't give him ideas. I don't see any earth elementals on this side, Dusha, mm -hmm. other than yourself, of course. I was just going to say, maybe you could like Blend float in. up and then start. Don't worry. I am the master Mator. of the <laughs> yeah. being a dwarf and knowing dwarf things about mining and earth elementals, please roll me an intelligence check. There's a natural 19 for a total of... Two? Uh, 20. 19 plus two is 20, eh? Uh, no, I, I don't have a plus two. I have a plus one. I said two. Okay. So 20. Oh, you said two. All right. I, th I thought it would have come out of two or two. Oh, no, I'm uh, not more sure. You know that the dwarves create earth elementals, not whole earth elementals, but like... Uh, copies of them from the elemental plane of Earth in your realm, uh, temporarily using special spell gems, uh, and that you think that they probably have some of those back in the mine area where they were keeping the Earth elementals. And that's why when Dusha tried to talk and communicate with them, it came out all jarbled, is because they weren't actual Earth elementals. They were simply... Uh, the clones of them that the dwarves use. Wait, I want to run back into uh, <clears throat> into that area and kind of search for any of those gems. Like, if if I was to find a bunch, would that enable 
me or whoever had like I mean if I could give them to Dushu, would he be able to summon more uh whoever had the elementals? Gems would control them. Yep. I'm gonna go and do uh do a search in the other cavern to see if I can um find any of those gems. Absolutely. Roll me a perception check, please. Perception. That's an eighteen plus six is twenty-four. 24, yeah, you are able to find a hidden doorway in the stone uh, that when you push open, shoulder open, and move out of the way, you reveal a small storage room uh, that has uh, some supplies here for like a... This would have been a room kind of like what was back at the last Dwarven Stronghold where like the dwarf would seal himself off. Uh, and mm-hmm. in here are three pedestals, each with a glowing green gem atop of it. And you recognize these as the elemental earth control gems. This is enough to summon and control three earth elementals. And then gems. Sweet. All right. I'll grab those. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to give one to Ollie. And I'm going to look at Stormbearer and say, much apologies. And then I'll hold on to one for either Dusha or Mortor. Okay. I was uh, Ollie, as, I, as I, you get the spell gem, an Earth Elemental will appear out of the ground beside you. And you know uh, in your mind that it is connected to you and will do as you command. Is this my child? Ha! Jesus. Kind no. of, yes, a very obedient Earth Elemental child. <laughs> Perfect. All you will be able to use the Earth Elemental senses, as in you could be seeing through it and using its tremor sense, uh, if you so choose to. Otherwise, it will just obey your telepathic command. Oh my fucking god! This is so cool. Can I teach it things? Uh, no, unfortunately, being just copies of real Earth Elementals, they can't learn anything. It'll probably go to disappear in a bit. Yeah, they only last a few days. What? Until you can summon another one. I am so attached to this already, though. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Man, we could have been through this... You can try to find a way to make it permanent. We could have been through this wall in, like, 15 minutes with three of those. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could have, actually. They probably could have just carried you through. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have gotten to fuck off the fucking advisor like that. That is true. You could get an epic moment here. Show your superiority. But I would have been in there killing people, which is even way better. (laughs) How many hit points do do these Earth Elementals have, Glenn? Uh, If you can pull up the Earth Elemental stats, they have... All of the exact Earth Elemental stats, only they have an intelligence of one, and they can't speak or communicate. Poor babies. Hmm. Earth Elemental stats. I'm going to have to find that. Well, if it's like mine, they've got 126 hit points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you going to use the Earth Elementals to help Stormbearer dig through faster? Uh, sure. Yeah, why not? Is Earth Elemental diggy diggy hole? Alright. 
So they start sending the Earth Elementals to help you, Stormbear, and Earth is just being moved to pace. You will now arrive in under 10 minutes. Right. Uh, Dusha. Duh. You're going to see one last thing before we end this episode. The advisor's simulacrum makes his way out of the room, his hands cupped together in front of him. Hovering above it is a sickly dark black orb of uh, kind of gelatinous material. And everyone gets that kind of glazed look over their face, and you feel it in your mind too. Not necessarily that he knows you're there, it's just that he's speaking to every telepathic thing in the room. And he says, um, remove your men and do not re-enter this area. And he begins to float his way over to uh, where the debris is. And he just lifts his hands up to like kind of chest height. And he leaves that kind of ball of black mass uh, floating in the air as he turns and he begins to leave. Here's uh, a question for you. after he leaves the room to the right this time, not the left. The other dwarves uh, head through the left door. Evil always goes right. Does it? No, I think it goes left. (laughs) I've been noodling for a little bit. The simulacrum... Yes. It perceives itself as the advisor, right? Yes, but it also knows that it's a simulacrum. It knows it's a fake. It knows it's not the real person. Okay, never mind then. There goes my entire. Uh, I see where you were trying to go with that. <laughs> like that, like whole, like there can only be one. So but... It's not Highlander. <laughs> I also haven't watched that, so I don't know. But you haven't. Just, just wait till they get in there. A lot of heads are going to go flying. It's going to kind of like be like Highlander. Ricky Bobby, I watched Highlander. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a movie. It wasn't oh. bad. I quite enjoyed it, actually. If you like the highlights, great. The whole there can uh, only be one happens a lot in like tropes, especially with like cloning and shit. That's because the Highlander started it. Dusha, do you communicate what's happening to the rest of the group? Duh, I link. Uh, sorry, yes, I link directly to uh, to Ollie. I'm like Ollie, he leaves some kind of black bowl. <laughs> it it is like crackling energy black not good and then he pull all dwarf out and say do not re-enter the room I think is another trap for you coming through I think we use that crossbow bolt and uh, blow wall open maybe it, it destroy this thing but do not enter until after I confirm after dust settle duh? for sure me so I'm not going to try and investigate what this black ball is no. Based yet. off of his description, do I know what the black ball is? You can roll me an arcana check if you would like. I will give an extremely detailed uh, description of the process that he brought this thing to be and what it looks like now. Well, it's a 26, okay. so... Ooh, pretty Jesus. good. Uh... Is this a... What do I think it is? What's that orb that just destroys everything it touches? A sphere of annihilation. That's him. Is that what this um, black orb is? Isn't that from Ready Player One? Something uh, on par with 
the power level of a sphere of annihilation, but it is not a sphere of annihilation. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking Vegemite. Good. Is it a god? Um, it is. It is not a god. But it might make you see and I'm talk to a few. To you know what it is? It's Ollie's new baby. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, it is enough to know what it is. DC 25. Okay. Ollie. Oh, I just passed that. You did. You did just pass it. Huh? This is a sphere of transmutation. So this is on par with the power level of a sphere of annihilation. But rather than using evocation magic to destroy everything, this sphere will mutate and warp reality around itself. Uh, for and anything else that's near it or touches it. Uh, these are extremely rare, and honestly, what you do know about it is the mad ramblings of long-lost scholars and wizards. So there isn't a whole lot of information on it, but you do know what it does. So you're saying we need to get a hold of the chicken wizard. We'll make people crazy. Carl could come back. He just might have to replace somebody if I swing the axe wrong. <laughs> so exactly. here's my here's my thought process. If I shoot the wand of programmed illusion at it, does it just turn into like a beach ball? Uh, in appearance, yes. And I think I, I personally I would prefer to die to a beach ball than an inky black mass. You know what? I feel like that would cause like a lot of panic around everybody though. Be like, this crazy sphere that I know that's gonna fuck everybody up, all of a sudden it becomes like beach ball, just like floating there, be like, What is happening? <gasps> what is that? Here's here's a question. What are so, the chances if I do fuck it up with the wand of programmed illusion? Do you think the simulacrum would go up to it and touch it to try and figure out what's happening? Uh, the simulacrum probably has the knowledge to figure that out without risking its life. You're talking about a wizard who has been alive longer than the combined totals of all of you put together. Sometimes we all have dumb moments. Because the the advisor would have had to have made the simulacrum after he was released, and therefore had all the knowledge of um, like when he was created, which is his whole life. Like it's a current copy; it's not like an old copy who might be not as experienced. But uh, that is where we are going to call it. You are ten minutes from breaking through. There is an inky black mass, an orb of transmutation. Uh, Outside, just beyond where you're coming in, Douche is hiding in the room, and the just, advisor has uh, left and cleared all the dwarves out. With the knowledge that, that, we're call it. that Ollie has gained with her arcana check. Ollie has gained so much knowledge. With that, I am just, a man. In this playthrough, I am a man. <laughs> with, with, with the knowledge check Ollie has made in regards to the sphere, yeah. would the rocks... Exploding around it when we sh when we shoot that thunder thunderbolt arrow, set the thunder whatever man. Will it set the sphere off because the rocks are touching it? Ollie, uh, he would know that 
a spell of this magnitude is not going to be interrupted by a couple rocks. So the rocks will not set it well, off. it's going to be more than a couple. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of rocks. No, he, he doesn't think that uh, it would affect the this orb very much. It would need something blow- pretty powerful, too. Okay. We should it- blow the... Uh- Blow the cave open and then uh, toss another dead dwarf in at it. That's that's, that's that, <laughs> that was my next solution. Really well with us. Yeah. Here's my question: If somebody like throws a dead dwarf at me, can I use deflect missiles to like make it go further? Yes. yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you like grab it midair and like like whiplash it around you. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse is looking at me like with the most fucked up look on his face. <laughs> well, yeah, you said something pretty fucked up. Let's, let's face it. See? I don't know if you heard that. I mean... <laughs> well, well, would it be easier no, to I'm throw a dwarf? Deflecting. They're not midgets, they're dwarves. Midgets they're dwarves, are also, and I'm sure. not using them as a dart. I'm deflecting them like a missile. Or would it be easier for me to throw their heads like baseballs? And would that set the sphere <laughs> off? Throwing a head is always just easier than throwing a body. Right. I don't know. You get a hold of them feet and you swing it like it's a fucking. Oh well, yeah, you get, the, you get the the momentum. Yeah, but with with just a head, I mean, I could. Well, they probably all got beards, so I could just like, like that's bol- true. Yeah, kind of. Like I could like bolo those, that bad. What do they boy. call them? Like weighted socks or something? You use them in school? I remember like chasing after those after my friends threw them. Yeah, man. Yeah. I also learned how to spin poi like that. Mild soccer socks. Right? There's lots of, would, would a head set it off or do I need a whole body, right? Uh, anything anything that touches this could set it off. But realistically, but everything that rocks. went to the lizards, like they're still a body because they just suck the life force. That is correct. Yeah. So, but like my question is here is like, do they become like shrunken heads? Look, Beetlejuice, just settle down, all right? <laughs> the body's just kind of wither. All right, but that is where we will call it. Hopefully we get more tour back next week and we can really dive into this. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be good. It should be back next be very week. Good. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a while. I know somebody commented on that too. They're like, when's Morley coming back or more tour coming back? Never. I, I replied. I mean, he's off pretending to be important. Couldn't get away. <laughs> Shit happens. Alright. Alright. Everybody have a good I'm night. Gonna have dinner. You guys have, you a, guys have a great night. And uh Bye, everyone. see you all next week. Peace out, fucker.